The new year of 1782 was only three days old, but already the weather had made a decided change for the worse. Steady drizzle, pushed by a freshening southerly wind, explored the narrow streets of Portsmouth Point, and made the stout walls of the old fortifications gleam like polished metal. Moving threateningly above the huddled buildings, the cloud was unbroken, and the colour of lead, so that although it was all but midday, the light was feeble and depressing. Only the sea was really alive. Across the normally sheltered expanse of the Solent, the surface quivered and broke with each eager gust, but in the distorted light the wave crests held a strange yellow hue, in contrast with the dull grey hump of the Isle of Wight and the rain-shrouded channel beyond. Captain Richard Belitho pushed open the door of the George Inn, and stood for a few moments to allow the drowsy heat to enfold him like a blanket. Without a word, he handed his cloak to a servant, and tucked his cocked hat beneath his arm. Through a door to his right, he could see a welcoming fire in the coffee room, where a noisy throng of naval officers, interspersed with a few bright scarlet uniforms of the military, were taking their ease, and keeping their worries and demands of duty beyond the low, rain-slashed windows. In another room, grouped in contemplative silence around several small tables, other officers studied their playing cards and the faces of their opponents. Few even glanced up at Belitho's entrance. In Portsmouth, and at the George Inn in particular, after years of war and unrest, only a man out of uniform might have warranted attention. Belitho sighed and took a quick glance at himself in a wall mirror. His blue coat and gold lace fitted his tall figure well, and against the white shirt and waistcoat his face looked unusually tanned. Even allowing for a slow voyage back from the West Indies, his body was still unprepared for an English winter, and he forced himself to stand a little longer to clear the aching cold from his limbs. A servant coughed politely at his elbow. "'Beg pardon, sir. The Admiral is waiting on you in his room.' He made a small gesture towards the stairway. "'Thank you.' He waited until the man had hurried away to answer some noisy demand from the coffee-room, and then took a final glance at the mirror. It was neither vanity nor personal interest. It was more of a cold scrutiny which he might offer to a subordinate. Belitho was twenty-six years old, but his impassive features and the deep lines on either side of his mouth made him appear older, and for a brief instant he found himself wondering how the change had come about. Almost irritably he pushed the black hair away from his forehead, pausing only to allow one rebellious lock to stay in place above his right eye. Neither was that action one of vanity, or perhaps one of embarrassment. Barely an inch above his eye and running deep into his hairline was a savage diagonal scar.